back to an emergency New York Pages podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz. I'm alongside my co-host, Shragi. And Shragi, Ryan Reeves has been traded officially as of, uh, I believe, two hours ago. And um, obviously, everyone has mixed feelings about this because Ryan Reeves was, you know, amazing in the locker room. However, that doesn't justify his cap hit because, you know, he didn't really bring anything on the ice. And um, this leaves a lot of cap space for the New York Rangers for the trade deadline. I believe it's a shade over six million, which is a lot more than the um, I believe it was projected maybe three to four million at the trade deadline before we traded Reeves. Right. So, so I mean, like, I it's frustrating me, actually, because I was going to say this Sunday's podcast. Uh, OK, I, I'm not any day now. Ryan Reeves is going to be traded, but now I can't take credit for that. So, um, right. yeah. What, what are what are your thoughts about it? What, what are your thoughts? Well, when people saw you, especially when you tweeted out who's getting traded, play or Reeves, I, I thought to myself, well, Reeves is definitely a guy that they would need for the locker room and they need it. Uh, he's a guy that you definitely want around your team. A guy like Blay, I thought they weren't using him maybe correctly. He was not able to – he's still coming back from his injury. Having him really just take up a space in the lineup where you could technically just move people around, maybe he's actually been a problem for this team in a sense because every time he went on the ice, you got no production. But I think the Rangers feel otherwise, and they feel like they traded for Blay. They like something that he has, and he's just getting back to playing hockey on a consistent basis. I know it's 20 games in already, and at this point, we really should be seeing more out of him. And I'm sure we would love to see more out of him. But Ryan Reeves was a guy that was showing nothing on the ice. He did nothing providing your team with better scoring 5-5. Five and five. He did nothing for your team on power plays. He did nothing for your team on penalty kills. There was nothing he's doing that is making this team, in a sense, win more. The only thing that he helps is the locker room and physicality, which he provides for three minutes or five minutes in a game. For that, I think the Rangers said, for what we need right now, we have the physicality. Trocek, a guy who's not necessarily a guy who should be hitting, is has leads the team in hits. They, they're being physical without needing Reeves. So in a sense, they don't need him, especially for the amount they're paying him. And if this is a team that, as we see, maybe has a bunch of holes that we want to fill, then letting a guy like Reeves go is easy. We just have to find the right team for him. And because they got along with him well, wanted to find the right person. So in a sense, I'm not surprised, but in a sense, I do think there's going to be a certain loss to the locker room that's going to have to be filled. Um, I was thinking about this. This may sound a bit, I don't know if it's crazy or weird, but I'm going to give you a scenario for a sec. What would have happened if the New York Rangers were doing very well right now? Like obviously past game, they've been doing fine, but let's say, you know, they are performing to the expectations for the past 20 games that they were supposed to, right? And the right. locker room's buzzing and everything. Uh, you still have the cap problem with the trade deadline and you still want to add, but how much harder would it have actually been to trade Reeves? Because I feel like now that uh, the Rangers have gone through some turmoil and, you know, the locker room, I, I don't know what the locker room's like, but obviously, you know, um, like I, I'm saying it's like, the, again, the team's going through turmoil right now, so it's kind of easier to take those players out if that makes sense. Whereas, a, whereas a, it like if they were doing amazing right now, right, it'd kind of be hard to take a locker room fan favorite. Does that does that make sense? 
Well, I think it's more than that. I think the fact that the Rangers came into this year and we had this certain excitement of the fact that last year we went so far that the Rangers showed that they're better than they, you know, possibly we thought they were. And it didn't start that way. The season did not start off the way we liked. And at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. In a sense, because they were going through this turmoil and things like that, it was easier to trade him. This is where I, I mean. I, do you do you believe they could would have traded him if let's say the Rangers were no, playing for expectations? No, no, you don't touch the team if you're doing good. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, well, technically speaking, even though they're doing good, right? On the ice, Reeves is probably not. Even if they were doing good, right? Reeves is probably not the reason for that. He's probably still scratched a little bit. And, but like you said, but his locker room presence, right? right exactly. exactly, his locker room presence. If my team's doing well. And I know that I have a certain kid on my team, a certain player on my team that provides a locker room presence. You know, this really works in a, in more in almost every single sport. You have guys on a team. I remember the 2009 Yankees brought Nick Swisher, a guy who's going to excite the team onto the team simply because he was an exciting player. He wasn't necessarily someone that gave you everything uh, on the field. The same thing in hockey and the same thing with the Rangers. That's what he provided. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a thought on this, and that is that very possibly, maybe they found that Reeves' locker room presence, which we never know what it actually is, but maybe they found that that's not the problem with the Rangers. The locker room presence is already there with the chemistry. Maybe they feel like with between Zabanajad and Kreider and certain players on this team that this team doesn't need a locker room presence at this point. They need people who are showing it on the ice. I I, I almost think that I mean, I, I, I don't want to mention this because I know we were going to talk about it on Sunday. But just just a little quick thing, you gotta wonder what the what, who said something in that locker room yep. after that first period. I that out right away. Somebody said something. Someone said something. You know what I think? You know who I think said something? I think Chesty said something. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Listen, it's a miracle he didn't murder someone after the San Jose game with that bunch right. on. Honestly, if he killed someone, I I I couldn't blame right. him. As a goalie myself, and right. if that happened to me, I can't I can't blame him for that. I mean, like, listen, with Reeves, it's like it, it's heartbreaking, you know, to see him leave because you know the Shesty release us, the locker room. You, you saw those videos with the Rangers. Like, he's a great guy. Like, it's hard to you know let that type of guy go but at the same time he had a cap at of 1.75 million and that goes a long way because remember you're not just getting 1.75 million out of the books once you trade him the how the cap works is I, I know i've explained this in hockey stat minor has explained this on the podcast it works like uh minutes when you buy a, a cell phone plan right you have let's say 100 minutes per month and you use 96 of those minutes uh, four of those minutes are going to transfer to the next month so you're really going to have 104 minutes right so right. It's the same process with Ryan Reeves. You, you're now it's not 1.75 per each uh, year, like a month, I believe. I'm not sure how exactly is day to day or month, but it, it's the same, you know, scenario. So now you got a shade over six million. All this Patrick Kane stuff starts looking more realistic. Even though I, I I'm listen, there was a, a rumor today saying it's not going to cost as a ridiculous amount as everyone thought it was. It's not going to cost us a laugh. It's not going to cost us Kako. Um, apparently, it's kind of similar to the Claude Giroux, which would kind of be a first um, crafts off, a second. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't so crazy anymore. But I, I think we got to start thinking now, besides Kane, we need to get a defenseman to solidify that third pair. Um, 
I listen. I I like saucy a lot. Um, a lot of people are saying, who who was I? I forget the defense when people were saying. Um, but people have to realize is that the Rangers. It's going to be extremely hard. In fact, I I think there it's no chance it's going to happen that they're going to take a player that's contract is through to next year, because they have to sign Heedle, who's having an amazing season. I believe I don't know if he's tied with Panarin on five v five points or somewhere along those lines, but I don't think people realize you know we have to sign a few people the end of this year, including Miller, Andre Miller. I know he's not having the best season, but he's still going to cost something, right? And unless, unless they go ahead and and make a big enough trade or move that they that they but that, I mean you're not trading but like the thing is is that would mean you have to trade a player on your roster that's uh has a contract to next year right so let's just scratch that for a sec so here's the thing right since they have to you know sign all these players even like a guy like Dominic Kubalik that's going to be tough because he has a contract until next after you know next season now, you don't know, you never, as a GM, you never, like, handcuff yourself like that. You always make sure you have the ability to move stuff around. Because what happens if Kubelik's signed, right, he's next year, and the Rangers get him, and he does, you know, hard negotiations, and obviously they really need him because without him, they have, like, zero depth at all. They're screwed. So someone's going to take advantage of it and they're not going to, they're going to have to trade someone for very little value. Like that's the thing you can't, as a GM, put yourself in those positions, right? You're going to have to um, think about the future. And that's why the only players I see the Rangers making trades for are UFAs because like everyone's talking about, by the way, I, I don't know why everyone's talking about Timo Meyer. First of all, he's an RFA, right? Which means he's going to cost a ridiculous amount Second of all, San Jose has shown they want to keep some core players while rebuilding, aka Tomas Hurdle. Third of all, available is Carlson. Right, and, and that doesn't make sense at all from a cash flow uh, standpoint and the player standpoint. He's an and offensive help. defenseman. We need a defensive defenseman. And uh, going back, what was I saying? Oh, with, with um, Kubelik, right? I believe. Oh, done. I, I, I'm sorry. Something. Someone just. Here, here's the thing. Here's the, let me. I read today, and tell me if this is true, because I, I I saw it somewhere uh, on Twitter, and I don't Twitter can't be based for all these things, but I saw that Ryan Reeves wanted the trade, and not that the yes Rangers... yes Molly Walker said that Ryan Reeves mentioned the trade to the Rangers during LA. Where I'm trying to think, like the guy was such a key guy to the to the locker room. Does I think I think though it goes back to what I was saying about the turmoil and all that in these past twenty games that it's kind of changed the feel in the locker room, and that allowed. Reeves but to be maybe Reeves felt no longer the key to this team. That I mean, he wasn't a key to begin with. It no, was no, just no, that no, the locker room. Oh, I, is there like is this a locker room thing? And like we're not really going to be involved and understand what's flying. And this is like I mean, I was I'm I'm going to be honest. I was like from the Rangers standpoint, I'm not shocked at all. In fact, I would be shocked if they wouldn't have traded Reeves. But from right, Reeves' right. standpoint, right? I mean, I guess he just wants to, as anyone else, he wants to play hockey. I thought maybe that just being the locker room guy is something. Listen, he's clearly in the back nine of his career. And even for his production-wise uh, uh, on the ice, it's been very low, even for him. So, I mean, I was kind of like, okay, is Reeves going to want to leave? Like, obviously, he has no choice in this matter. But, like, for just from his perspective, yes, he's not going to play, but he's a great locker room presence there. And, you know, that's where he's best at. But no, obviously he wants to play hockey, so he's gonna want to request a trade. He's been scratched a couple amount of games now. He sees what's happening. But on the wild, and and we would have to discuss this with people that are more you know familiar with the wild. 
I, I, I'm saying I'm curious if he gets that much more minutes there. No, but he's got to get a chance. He's, he's got to get a chance. He's clearly going somewhere that he's got to get a chance or else like, like meaning the Rangers kind of like, obviously the Rangers could have traded in there even if he wouldn't have had the chance, right? But he tra- uh, he asked them to trade him, you know, to trade him. And obviously that was with that mind so that he could have, you know, a chance. Now the Rangers obviously probably kind of, you know, respected that and traded him off. And obviously going back to, I know I'm sidetracking, going back to a couple of weeks ago, I, 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 I wish I said this earlier. I was really expecting the Reeves trade to drop anytime soon because from Drury's standpoint, right, you can't play the winning game to see who has the best offer, right? Because every day that goes by, the less cap space you're going to have at the trade deadline. Now, one or two days isn't, you know, anything, but it's got to build up. So that's why this wasn't a waiting game that Drury usually plays, right? He usually goes for the waiting game, tries to wait people out with Nils Blundquist, with Vitaly Krasov, who didn't get traded in the end. So I was like, that's not going to be the case in this scenario. So I, I expect to trade, you know, in a couple of weeks now. Um, and I, I thought it was going to happen like right after Thanksgiving. And that's when I thought it was going to happen. But uh, I was a few days off. And um, yeah, so like now, right, we have a whole new perspective of the trade deadline. You know, in the beginning of the season, right, we had we have no chance on Kane, right, unless we have three teams involved. We barely have a chance on anyone where someone's going to have to retain. Or we're right. just going to get a minor, a, a depth forward and maybe a depth uh, defenseman. And that's it. And the thing, the combination with that and how the Rangers are doing was kind of, you know, upsetting. But now you have a whole new perspective. You have six, a shade over six million at the trade deadline. If, if that's, if it's only 22 players with no injuries. So let's be a little more realistic here and say and five and a half, 5.7 million. Bobby could open that up a little bit more with trading some uh, uh, you know, no, I, I think they're done. I think they're done. The thing is with Blaze is that he listen. He's so. He, also, I just want to mention. I know I don't mention Twitter a lot here because that's not you know. But I was saying like to trade you know Blay if you're not going to trade Leaves and everyone's like, well, what do you want? He has an ACL injury, of course. I'm like, I'm not blaming the guy for how he's playing. It's just the matter of fact that you have to trade him. It's nothing against him. It's but, just the cards you're dealt and you're going to have to trade him. Uh, but now I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to. And um, I mean, no, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're done until the trade deadline or let's say like a depth forward or depth defenseman comes well, on there the market. Was definitely, there was definitely over here a thought process by Drury who who said like this. First of all, I, he got back. OK, whatever he got back. But he also worked something else out. And that's with Ryan Reeves gone. I think there's something else that you can maybe under, like help out. I know Ryan Reeves was the guy to take charge. But he was not the future of this team, and it allows maybe someone else on the team to take that spot of sort of the person to add that certain energy or maybe take that role. But it also allows that during the trade deadline, like you explained that money-wise, it really, really helps. It also allows the team to feel open at the trade deadline with the fact that they don't have to fill the role of of captain because we they they chose Truba. They don't have to fill the role of of to, you know the guy in the locker room to just fit a guy in there because now they got rid of that. So at this point they could just you know figure out someone on the team. It allows them to just open up a spot in the roster. In which, by the way, we're talking about a well, team no, that- no, no, because he was the scratch. So there was they were, they had a full roster. Correct, but I mean, like, I mean, in the sense that's a spot that you could fill with a better player. You're saying someone, someone fills that role of the enforcer and all of that, right? I spe- no, but more than that, I think that this team has been going through um, lineup changes beyond. 
beyond this they've had a struggle and they need to go ahead and figure out their four lines and it's been a struggle in those top three lines so getting rid of a reads and maybe bringing in a guy that could be a solid second or third liner to help you oh, out. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, no, that's I thought you were talking about another course. I'm like, no, we've no, been no. there, I done mean, that. I mean, you're bringing in somebody that's going to boost your depth and it may not be a, a technically a more expensive player or necessarily a better player, but a person that fits what you want to do. Like last year, I loved how they brought in guys that would help what they did. They brought in Mott, a guy who's going to be a speedster and get after that puck when you send it in. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you here for a second, but, but what I liked last year is they didn't get the best player they got the right players exactly that's my however the best player wasn't available in the end it was hurdle but you notice as history has shown especially for the new york rangers or no i'm sorry any team that has won the cup those trade deadline acquisitions that they've made were the right players not the best players and what i'm talking about is that it's if you need a third line center you get a third line center the best guy on the market is a right winger. You don't get that because you don't need that. You need that third line center. That's where every single person on 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 Twitter and every single <laughs> annoying fan is going. Oh, Patrick Kane. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, 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 whoa. Patrick Kane kind of makes sense in a I way. Didn't say it makes sense. I didn't say it didn't make sense. My point is that right now they did that. Every person's going. Oh, they want Kane. Well, I mean, well, think about it. We all of a sudden open up cap space, and the one player that a majority of people wanted that we know we couldn't get because of cap space is now available. Of course, everyone's going to talk about okay, that. But now, now Bleacher Report can't put out, a, could put out their dumb... Bleacher Report literally doesn't know what hockey is. Okay, I'm, not, they, I'm they, sorry. They, I, I don't usually like, uh, go oh, out they on people like Trey that. But... They said to trade Kako for... Patrick. Okay, well, that they're idiots. I, I don't know what to tell you there. They they probably never watched a hockey game in their life. What's probably going to happen is, is like a first... Second, Kravtsov and Berard, or 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 will or will Cully? I don't think the Rangers are going to be willing to trade Berard, no, so no. it's probably going to be like Cully. Um, and I mean, although you also have to take an effect, you're going to have to get a depth defenseman, even if let's say even best case scenario, Zach Jones shows us who he was supposed to be coming into preseason, and he solidifies the third pairing. Right? Doesn't matter because what happens in the playoffs? Zach Jones tradable? Zach Jones is tradable then? I, I no no because here's the thing: what happens if one of Zach Jones or Brandon Schneider go down? You're screwed. You have nobody. You have Lieber Hayek. You have nobody. So Hayek has played well. Hey, hey, Hayek has played better than Jones. He has. Well, I mean, he wasn't in the past couple of games. He's kind of gone back to who he was. Right. But, but, but no, it doesn't matter, possibly. though. You don't want Lieber Hayek on your playoff roster. And, and this whole episode here, by the way, just for listeners, I don't usually like talking about the playoffs or the trade deadline when we're in freaking the end of November. But the reason why we're having this podcast is just because of why Ryan Reeves had to be traded in order for those things. Like I, I like if this was a random podcast episode, I wouldn't usually really be talking about who you need at the trade deadline, who, what, you know, lineups to have at the playoffs. Like, dude, like get, first of all, the Rangers have to get it together. But the reason why we're doing this right is because of why, you know, as of right now, this Ryan Reeves trade had to happen. So I'm just sure. just want to clarify out there. We're not like going nuts. Oh, playoff straight deadline. Let, let's uh, write the ship here first and then we'll get there. But I mean, yeah, like a lot of players are talking about Kane, But again, people have to realize we need that depth defenseman. And because what happens if Schneider or Jones goes down, you're screwed. And right. you're going to have to figure out. I don't know. Maybe maybe Seattle would retain 50 percent of Saucy's contract. I, I don't know. But how much is that going to cost? And you're already going to trade a solid amount for Kane. And that's if you get Kane. Like, right. Y- you have to like. Here's the thing. Like if Kane only wants to go 
to the Rangers, then the Rangers have, you know, are in a really good position. But what happens if Colorado or Edmonton, Edmonton's desperate, they're even willing to give Dylan Holloway up, uh, which I, I know, I don't think they are, but let's say they are, then the Rangers have to look somewhere else, right? You can't, there's no loft. There's no Kako. There's no scenario where they're getting traded. None. Zilch. It makes zero sense. They're your first and second overall picks who have potential. I don't care how many, I don't care, right, that it's taken a couple of years. We get it. Development takes time. Sometimes it's more frustrating because, yes, they're first and second overall picks. They should have been ready by now. But okay, fine, fair. But, you know, they still have time and they've shown sparks here and there. Listen, the whole playoff run, they're the main reason why we got to where they were. Or where, where, you know, we got to where we were. So, I mean, it's it's tough because right now you have to think about two things. You can't, you're probably not going to be able to trade for a player past this year. It's going to have to be a UFA. You need probably a middle six or a top six forward. You're going to need a defenseman who can fit on the third pairing defensively, not not an offensive uh, player, right? So even you with have six- anyone, you have anyone that you think that we're talking about not necessarily – uh, you know, we're talking about bottom defensemen. You have someone that you think maybe I'm going to say even maybe a former Ranger or anyone that you think could come into the system and immediately follow the way they want to play. Um. Well, what defenseman are you talking about? I don't know. That's not not specifically talking about one. My point is somebody that could come right in. No, no. I, I listen. Top four defenseman. The cap wise is going to be too much, and it's going to cost too much. That doesn't make sense. So remember, it's all about what happens. If they're going after Kane, then that leaves that defenseman. It's going to be a depth defenseman that doesn't have a lot of cap. If they're going after a Dominic Kubalik, who I know I said it's probably not going to happen, or a Kuzmenko, or someone along those lines, right? That's going to leave more of a you know space to get a better defenseman. But so- weirdly, but weirdly. Isn't Chickering going to be one of the top players? No, 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 no. He's costing basically, um, he's costing like two firsts and something. It, it, it literally Ottawa can't even get him right now. That's how ridiculous this is. They they saw Hagel get traded for a ridiculous amount, and I get it. Like for Chickering, no one's going to be trading for him that amount. So at a certain point, that value goes down. The amount that he's going to cost is no, go- no. Dude, rebuilding teams are desperate to get him, and rebuilding teams are going to pay a lot more than the Rangers. And plus. And plus the cap space doesn't make sense anyway. So I don't know. I, I think I think we've kind of covered it all there. Um, like the locker room now, you've got to wonder how it's gonna happen, how what's gonna happen now. Now, obviously, they're coming off an impressive win where they're kind they were kind of the Rangers of old of last year. So right. maybe that kind of helps them. Well, and it, yeah, and and I also think that it's the time where I'm I'm gonna be very honest here, is I think it's time that Trubo, being that he's the captain, is gonna have to sort of take that role. Because he was chosen as captain, I feel like he has to, at a certain point, be the guy where I go, first of all, he's not playing necessarily great on the ice. He has a couple games here and there this year that he's been great. He's not necessarily been consistent this year on the ice. He has not done very, very well. And my fantasy pickup of him is not working out. And uh, he's not... He's not. By the so- way, no chance I accepted that deal you you offered. Dude, I, I literally am just trying to... Surf out. Yeah, no, I looked at that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm declining. <laughs> uh, my, my, listen, I made one deal with someone who, where I got, um, I think it was three players for two. Now, I don't usually do that. Like, that's usually something you never do, but I was shallow on depth. I did that. And all of a sudden, my team's playing amazing. So it, it's what really, a trade for you though, right? Huh? I got, I, I traded, I traded Kuznetsov. I did not like how the Washington Capitals, I didn't like how he was doing. I got Lectin in. 
I got I got two other players. And I, I was like, you know what? I got the depth. So you know what? Um, I, I guess though I'll leave that for a different episode because I'm not going to name who, but yeah, we, we gotta have a, uh, yeah, in the next few weeks, yeah, we're so. going to have a guy that's very, that's an expert on fantasy hockey and all that, who a lot of, you know, and hopefully, hopefully. If I'll tell you one thing. Out. I have some great, great players and I am two and four. I have no clue how. Absolutely. I, no. I mean, listen, like Eric Carlson was one of the last defensemen drafted and that guy's just laughing his head off now. So, and Hoover though, Hoover though, like nothing's going on. So like, the people who draft him are screwed. Has stepped up. Huberto has stepped up. I, I mean, listen, it can't go on forever. He's too good to, you know, play this way. But I, I think that's all. Am I missing anything? Oh, speaking of which, like, I wanted to mention this before. I, I should have mentioned this in the way, way, way beginning of the preseason. When Ryan Strom left, or I'm assuming that's the cause, like, I was told that... Uh, the New York Rangers kind of had locker room problems. Not not like fighting or anything, not anger. It's just like everyone didn't know the place because Ryan Strom, while everyone criticized him on the ice, he was the glue of that locker room. Obviously, you know, you got to wonder how they take the Reeves as well. Um, and yeah, for people who just started listening to us, um, well, like the beginning of this season, last year, we actually had a few insider tips. We had the Heedle for DeBrusque swap. In right. January, we wrote an article or inside the rink. We had an article about that. And then Elliot Friedman reported it uh, two months or a month after about oh, that was on oh, the table. These, right. You had a couple. Of these. We also had a thing that. Um, was it? Andrew we also, no. So we also had a thing about Anaheim, how before the Toronto, the cop, everything like that. Right. There was right. a potential deal that would include Ricardo Kellen and Hampus Lindholm to the New York Rangers. Right. And. Anaheim realized that they could get more if they split those two players individually. So that didn't go through. And the other thing I I'm missing. Oh, Oh, one, I, I mentioned this on the podcast. I never said it on Twitter or anything because then four, three minutes before the Trocheck, I think I told you this three minutes before the Trocheck signing happened. I got it from someone saying you're getting Trocheck. And wow. I, I was typing it up and this problem is, is I was at work and someone was annoying like, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You got to do something. I'm like, I did. I'm trying. Just let me text this out. And I was like panicking and all that. And by the time I was about to press, you know, to tweet it out, Elliot Friedman, everyone, you know, posted it. And I'm like, well, just great. Just just wonderful. My one, uh, you know, hit to fame. That's it. Gone. Goodbye. Uh, so that was, that was not great. We also had a thing about before the playoffs Rangers might've been interested in signing cop. And obviously that kind of derailed during the playoffs when cop wasn't the greatest. I, I, he had his moments, but you know, not anything to go home about. Uh, I think, yeah. I, once again, I know I'm saying that. I think that's it. Uh, Shraga, you got anything else to mention? Not, not in my mind. I just hope that, and this is going to be, this is not, I'm hoping that with the way this season has gone, that this is not going to be a big effect on the locker room, that this is not something that maybe the players will question about in general. And lastly, I think what's going to happen the next time the Rangers play the Wilds? Well, that's, I believe, January 10th. Ryan Reeves is going to get like a goal, 20 hits, and beat the living daylights out of someone. And I, the I whole, Rangers, whole Rangers Twitter is going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a day for the ages. I cannot believe what's going to happen. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks guys for listening and we'll see you guys, by the way, we will, we're still deciding basically what's going to happen is we're going to probably decide whenever the Ranger, there's no Ranger game Sunday night, we're going to try to, uh, release it Sunday morning. Uh, and if there is a Ranger game Sunday night, 
it's probably going to be released Monday morning. It's one of those two days. So, however, th since Thanksgiving and all that, we're still trying to contemplate it. Uh, look at us on Twitter or our Discord, which has been buzzing. And uh, we'll let you guys know what the situation with that is. And thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.